Welcome to this conversation. My guest today is Adam Bolt. And a lot of people will go, oh, I know Adam Bolt. I've been to his concerts. I've heard him play and sing a million times. So Adam Bolt is a singer, songwriter. He also is the vineyard manager at Abingdon Vineyards. But we're going to be talking today about Adam Bolt's newest title, which is winner of a songwriting contest. Welcome to this conversation, Adam. Thank you, Dr. Keller. It's a pleasure. Oh, to be it's here. wonderful to talk to you. You know, I've always thought you just you need to be in Hollywood or something, but you, you're starting in the region and you won this competition. And the song is one that your fans already know. Tell us about the song that won the competition. The song is um, it's called Take a Coke for the Road, Coke for the Road. I guess um, I was talking to my now wife uh, during the pandemic. We were quarantined uh, and we were kind of just talking about our grandparents and um, just some of the traditions that we had uh, growing up with our grandparents. And, and one of the things that um, that. Um, Monica started saying was, you know, after we'd, we'd uh, visit, she'd say, well, take a Coke for the road. And then um, she reminded me or that reminded me of um, my grandmother who used to say the same thing. Um, So it was like, it just kind of struck me. And um, then I had a conversation with my mom and we were talking and grandmother kind of forgot to say, I love you. Um, and we don't know, she had a series of strokes throughout the years and we weren't sure if, if it was something that she just kind of stopped doing because of the strokes or, um, but my mom remembers grandmother saying, I love you, but, um, I don't so much. Um, so instead of that, she would, there were a few things that she said that didn't make the song. One, she would give me $20 because, if growing up, if you had $20 in your wallet, they couldn't take you to jail for vagrancy. And um, that, so she'd always give me $20 if I was going somewhere of any uh, substantial distance. And then she'd always give me a Coke um, because that was kind of one thing that we used to share. And, and you know, without getting too much into like the, the Coca-Cola ads of share a Coke with someone you love, I mean, it really... It, whoever did that ad like was spot on because we, we definitely uh, Coca-Cola was, was our, our thing that we shared. And um, then talking to other people in the region, you know, there's like Werther's original, that commercial and, and little candies and little things like that, that a lot of people I think can relate to um, that they could share like, you know, an edible thing with their, with their grandparents. But it was the ritual and it was the emotion of I love you. And that's what you were capitalizing on. That's what, yeah, that's what the song is about. And how did it affect you that the song talked about Coke, a specific product? Well, you know, I thought, I think that's probably the, the biggest down uh, side of that song is because it is associated with this mega corporation. uh, And, any type, every time I sing it, I'm giving them, uh, you know, advertising, which they, they spend millions on advertising anyways. They don't need a guy singing this song regionally uh, in Southwest Virginia. And um, so I guess I had to get over that a little bit. Um, 
but the the sentiment uh to my grandmother and, and then just the truth of it kind of overrides that i think and um it the song is for me it, it's for my grandmother and, and me to share just like the a coke coca-cola is i love the sentiment we're just going to take a break and listen to the song great uh, and you call it the exact title is coke for the road here we go sold me my first car she gave me this here old guitar there's a few things I've rarely seen her do she would hardly ever cuss never smoke in front of us and she'd barely say the words I love you she'd say take a coke for the road wherever you may go you may need it for whatever you may do Take a coke for the road I just want to let you know It's my way that I say I love you When Grandma got up in age I'd stop by once a day To make sure she was awake for the news I would turn the volume up Until she had enough Check the mail and help take off her shoes That grandma passed away I took one and I laid it on a grave Here's a coke for the road Wherever you may go I'm proud to be the person you have made Take a coke for the road Wherever you may go You may need it for whatever you may do Take a coke for the road I just want to let you know It's my way that I say I love you Before you know it's past And now that I have grandkids of my own I stop them just before They're running out that door And I say here Take a coke for the road Take a coke for the road Wherever you may go You may need it for whatever you may do Take a coke for the road I just want to let you know it's my way that I say I love you. Take a coke for the road, 
wherever you may go You may need it for whatever you may do Take a coke for the road I just wanna let you know It's my way that I say I love you Take a coke for the road Wherever you may go You may need it for whatever you may do Take a coke for That song is so touching and you talked about that it was interesting because it includes something about a big corporation. I would think that Coca-Cola would like to use that in an ad campaign or something. Yeah, you know, that was kind of the other idea of that. Um, my grandmother, if I, so I started uh, playing music, doing open mics in, in Roanoke when I was living with my grandmother uh, and my, grand, my granddad was sick and we were taking care of him and I was helping her watch him and um, that's kind of when I started playing out and and then I was fortunate enough to play some gigs that um, I got paid for so when I started getting paid the first question my grandmother would ask was uh, how much did you get paid and and uh, she was always interested in in my compensation for gigs so and it, it kind of relates back to that you know I hope I hope that Coca-Cola would use it and in my grandmother's honor, I could uh, make some residuals off the song. I think she'd be very proud. I know she's proud that the the song won the award too. Um, she she passed away, um, I guess, in uh, March, and um, she did get to hear the song. I mean, um, the song does, as we just heard, it does talk about her death. And so that was written before her death, which is kind of strange. Yeah. Um, but I think she was at a point in, in her life where she could appreciate it. And um, she seemed to uh, she seemed to be ready to to um, to when she passed on, she was ready for that journey, I think. So um Let's hear a little bit more about the competition. It was uh, called Gathering in the Gap. Why was it called that? Just tell us more about the whole event. I, be I, I believe it's uh, it's a festival in Big Stone Gap. I, I think they said that it was um, like their ninth or tenth year this year. Uh, they usually have big names that, that play. Crystal Gale was the headliner this year. And did she um, hear your song? She did not hear my song. I think she was on her tour bus. She had oh, tour well, bus. for heavens. <laughs> Don't pay her any honorarium for coming and staying on the bus. <laughs> but she did play um, Don't It Make My uh, Brown Eyes Blue, which we know Richard Lee, I, I usually enter, enter his songwriting competition. So it kind of felt full circle a little bit. Um, that Richard Lee was in Abingdon, Virginia, when he wrote that song, Don't It Make My Brown Eyes Blue. Yes. That, at Virginia yeah. Highlands Community College, I think. Yeah. And Do so you they, know him personally? I don't, but I've entered the competition every year. I've, I've done um, okay. Like I've gotten some first place in, in the categories in that, in that uh, competition. But this was uh, my first one for overall. Uh, overall first place well i think with this overall first place it's a good reason to contact him and send him this song because he's a songwriter in nashville and it seems to me do you have an agent 
I, I don't have an agent. Wow. Well, uh, maybe you need to have a conversation <laughs> with him because Adam Bolt, I am a huge fan of yours. And I think your songwriting is just incredible. It's you work so hard at it, it seems like, because it flows and has the emotional components. So just what a good song should have. I think the good ones are the easiest ones to write. Um, I, I spent a lot of time uh, on farm equipment at the vineyard and a lot of time kind of in my own thoughts and uh, just get bored enough. You can kind of work out some some thoughts by, I guess, you know, songwriting is kind of uh, my medium, um, play, wordplay and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, it, it passes the time. Um, Where did this all begin? Um, I, I think I, I was a kid. I would uh, I was watching um, Whose Line Is It Anyways? Um, and they were doing like the the song make up a song on the spot bit that they do. And so just kind of like mimicking that um, and playing, playing like makeup song games with my brothers and sisters. And then um, in high school, I was in a rap group with my neighborhood friends and we, it wasn't, it wasn't very good, but we at least like used similes and, and metaphors and, and stuff like that. And, and, uh, multisyllabic rhyming. Um, so kind of learned from that, but, uh, didn't see it going anywhere really. And always was a friend, fan of like country singer, songwriter music, and just kind of transitioned to that. Um, still using a lot of the same, uh, word, um, games, uh, in my songs. But you graduated from high school. You had this interest, obviously, but when you got to college, did you consider pursuing music or did you, what was, what was your college career? Well, my, my college career was at Emory and Henry and, uh, I, um, I kind of got into environmental science thinking that I, I could just have this freedom to get my job done and, and not be, constantly um told what to do and and have time to you know make sure i get my job done but also have time to think about other things than doing the job um took a tour of a of a uh a landfill and the guy that was running the landfill he was doing mon he was monitoring the wells on the landfill and he had a four-wheeler and his dog and uh, i just thought that, that was so cool um, so that's why I got into environmental science. And I mean, I'm not exactly, um, using the environmental science degree in the vineyard, but it, in the same idea of, of, uh, you know, physical labor, mental, mental, th um, like using science and applied sciences. That's pretty fun. And I still get to like, think about right and I can you know this is so fascinating so you're kind of living your dream of being you describe the outdoors and the freedom to do work that doesn't require a lot of focus and attention while you're doing it so that you could nurture this creative side and that you've known that and had that plan yeah I mean it worked out um I I guess now that I've gotten a little further in 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 the uh the vineyard career I have to use my my mind a little more and have to apply that and uh, don't have 
some of the empty space for for, for all the songs, but I try to make time for that too. Um, so it's not just disking a field and you don't have to think you you've got to think a little bit more. What's the hardest? What's what requires the most concentration in the vineyard work? I think <clears throat> there's a lot of chemistry down at the winery and um, measurements. And, and um, that's always been kind of a weakness for me. Uh, some of the mathematics. So it, it's a struggle, but I try to get through it and, I, uh, as I've gotten older, I enjoy the challenge a lot more than, you know, when I was using chemistry just to, to make a grade, you know, I, I, it was hard for me to apply that to the real world. Um, well, there's also an interesting crossover here because the Abingdon Vineyard, where you work and you wanted to have an outlet for your creativity, your songwriting and poetry and use of language, but interestingly enough, the Abingdon Vineyard is a major music venue. Was it there? Was it that way before you started working with them? No, um, that's something that we've been working on. Uh, the new owners actually wanted to have music um, there quite a bit. And um, we've just tried to, to make it a community center with um that we can showcase a lot of the local talents as well as talents that are uh, musicians and artists that are coming through the area. I mean, the 81 corridor we've, we've got from Richmond to Asheville to Knoxville to Nashville, they're, they're going up 81. These touring artists are going up 81 all the time. So if you can get one that on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, then we can actually bring that to the area Um and it, it kind of benefits uh, us and the, uh, the listener and the artist. Well, we can't do commercials, but we can certainly ask people about their jobs and you can talk about the vineyard. So let's do a plug for what's going on out there and what people, what you would advise people to do. Well, um, we've got the, um, the 4th of July bash, um, Coming up, that it'll be on Sunday, July third. We've got two bands, uh, David and Ann Ledgerwood, are bringing their their rock and roll band out there. Um, so that's that's going to be fun. And and then we're um, waiting to hear from the other band. But um, yeah, we've got stuff all summer. Just check the website, um, which Abingdon, is the Abingdon Vineyard. AbingdonVineyards.com. Abingdon Vineyards. Dot com mm -hmm. and the Ledger Woods have a radio show on WEAC and I you used Ledger. to have a radio show on WEAC. I did, yes. How long uh, ago was that and what was it called? Remind us about your show. It was called Holston Valley Folk, and it was uh, kind of a way to get um, local musicians heard. Um, I had never been on the radio until Richard Graves. At, had asked me if I wanted to be on the radio and it was it was huge because uh, just like now I mean it it's awesome to be on your show and uh, I get I still get like giddy and <clears throat> feel uh, you know this type of celebrity <laughs> and well, other, not from be, just the radio show I mean you are a local celebrity people well, come but, to well, your but, performances all the time yeah and I mean I, I think that's fun but still being on the radio is something that uh you know I guess it's more accessible now but 
if it was the 40s and you were in a bluegrass band and you came down from the holler and you uh to the to bristol or something like that and and we're on the radio that was a big deal even you know further into uh in the years i don't know it's just i think it's just still a big deal and i know there, there were a lot of people that i had on my show that that felt like it was a big deal and um passing that down and now some of them have shows and they got the courage to get a show and that that was really cool and it, it helped me make a lot of friends too when i was new to the area um, and of course now we turn everything into a podcast well the music pure music shows we can't because of copyright issues but all the talk shows are archived and you can find them on wehcfm.com. There's an archive page. I'm not sure that it's up to date with the newest podcast stuff, but um, it's worth checking out. And otherwise you can just, you know, Google this conversation, WEHC and other talk shows, and you can find the podcast. So if people are hearing part of this and didn't hear the first part or want to check it out again, it would be available um, just this conversation, WEHC, and hopefully available, the link available at the website, which is WEHCFM.com. Now, speaking of the radio stuff, your most recent award of winning Gathering in the Gap at the performance where Crystal Gale was there, but didn't <laughs> hear your song. <laughs> That's not your first victory. You won a jingle contest for WEHC. And as I understand it, you were pretty much harassed. Adam, you're a songwriter. I want you to do a jingle. This was somebody involved with the radio station, not me, but this is the rumor I heard. Adam, you've got to do something. You've got to do something. And I heard the story in my mind is that you did this jingle in a night. Yeah, um, I've uh, been playing around with this thing called an Omnichord. It was, <clears throat> it was uh, released, I think, <clears throat> In the 80s, is uh, it's kind of like an auto harp and a synthesizer mixed together. Um, and if you go and look at the ads for it, uh, they usually have them at nursing homes. And they'll have a bunch of people uh, at the nursing home uh, sitting in circles learning how to play it because it's a very easy instrument to play. Um, you can hit a button and it can kind of make the song for you. And that's what I did for the jingle uh, is hit a couple buttons, uh, change the chords. And uh, I thought it I thought it sounded like a, a, a jingle for sure. Oh, it did. Well, let's just take a listen to it. OK, the W.E.H.C. jingle with Adam Bolt. When things aren't going your way. And it's raining all over your parade It's time to get that vitamin D Turn to 90.7 EHC It's sure to brighten up your day 90.7, powered by the sun The lyrics and the tune of that jingle are just so uplifting, Adam. How did you even begin i mean you brought in the thing about solar energy and vitamin d how clever was that <laughs> and when things aren't going your way just so impressive well thank you so much yeah i mean that's just like the that's the kind of stuff i like to do when i was a kid and um just try to uh i i still like writing that way um I, it's it's harder for me now because uh I think if just like the pressure to try to make stuff better, 
And if before, I mean, you know, for that, I was like, okay, well, here's this tune. I, you know, if I win, it's awesome. I mean, there was a cash prize, so that was fantastic. But, but really, it was just kind of fun, and it was something to do. And I think a lot of times, if if I can stick to that, the song or whatever is going to be a lot better. But we'll have to nudge the uh, station management, see if we can get them to start playing your jingle a little bit, maybe even around this show. But we've talked about your titles of award winning songs more than one occasion, and you have a whole lot more. I wish we had more time to talk about. But you mentioned a new title that we need to delve into because you brought it up. So it's not like intruding on your personal information. Your new title is husband. I am. I'm a husband. Oh, my gosh. So um, tell us about this woman and how this all happened. Well, her name's Monica. She's from East Tennessee, and she is uh, here listening. Um, and make sure if I, if I do say something silly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see some eyes rolling. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, <clears throat> um, it's, it's been great so far. Uh, we were married in April, and um, I, I feel like we're still on the honeymoon a little bit. And she, I, I released a, a, an EP in um, 2020 called And the Vines Grow Still. Um, we, we were very, uh, very careful about not going out and, and staying put. So we got to spend a lot of time together. And you're referring uh, to the COVID thing during, yes, 2020 during uh, COVID. We, um, we stayed at the house and we, we enjoyed our, our company and, um i was writing songs a lot of songs and monica would help if uh she helped with coke for the road and we have another one that uh i i say we co-wrote this one uh called trying times which is kind of our uh our song about about what our feelings were during the pandemic and how they progressed um so, Adam, where do people find links to hear your songs? How do they find your music? Well, I think it's 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 different this world, but in this world of uh, streaming. But I I do have all my music streaming on Apple, Spotify, um, YouTube Music. So they just would Google Adam Bolt. Yeah, they'd find it on whatever streaming platform. Again, like you know, that's giving a a, a plug for for the different ones, but I, I just don't know how to. Yeah. How to get well, that's fine. We don't mind. So we'll go uh, look on Spotify or YouTube or Google Adam Bolt. And I'm sure information will come up because Adam Bolt is up, making yeah. a name for himself. <laughs> what a pleasure so to have you with us. I'm so sorry. We're out of, te- out of time. I wanted to ask you about, it's hard to be a drunk in this town. That's one of my favorite songs, but people just have to go to Spotify and YouTube and look it up. Adam Bolt. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations on winning awards and enjoying the work and providing entertainment for us all. Adam Bolt. Thank you, Dr. Keller. You're listening to this conversation. You can find this show on Wednesdays at six and Sundays at two. And as we were saying, you can go to WEHCFM.com, check out the archives, or just Google this conversation, WEHC, and find older shows. To the listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. And please stay tuned to 90.7.